There is a reason behind the success of a lot of those huge Instagram accounts and influencers. You know, the ones that we all look up to and aspire to be someday. However, this aspect of Instagram growth that the biggest accounts out there have down pat is often unintentionally ignored by many new creators, which leads to a very common mistake. And that mistake is focusing too much on an Instagram strategy and not enough on your overarching strategy as a brand. Both aspects of growth, your specific Instagram strategy, as well as your brand strategy are incredibly important, but you can't have a well-oiled Instagram strategy without first developing a strong brand strategy, which is what I want to walk you through today. Also, take a shot every time I say strategy because it's already starting to not sound like a real word to me, but you know, that's what we're talking about today. So (laughs) hopefully you'll bear with me. Here's what I mean by creators skipping to that Instagram strategy stage a little too quickly before they've really had some time to think about their brand from a more holistic perspective. A lot of beginner creators dive right in with deciding how many times a week they're going to post, what types of content they're going to post, whether it be reels or carousels or photos. They start thinking about the topics they might cover in their captions, and that's all great, and it's really important and a necessary thing to do, but it's not going to be nearly as effective as you might think if you don't first take some time to work through really the basics, the foundational pieces of who your brand is. And that is why 90% of Instagram strategies don't work. It's because they aren't based on the foundation of a really clear brand with really clear goals. They might just be based on random hacks or tips that you've heard in YouTube videos or seen in blog posts linked on Pinterest. But we need to take a few steps back here and talk about how we can build a strong foundation of a brand that you can then base your Instagram strategy on. So we're going to talk through all of that in today's episode. Welcome to the Creator Club podcast produced by Creatorly Media. I'm your host, Katie Steckley. I'm a side hustle YouTuber turned six-figure CEO that's obsessed with social media, making content, and building communities. Here on the Creator Club podcast, we dive deep into the social media and content creation strategies that are important to you as a creator. Whether you want to grow on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, or with a podcast, we've got advice for you. So stay tuned for my workshop style solo shows and the occasional expert interview. Oh, and by the way, this club is open to everyone. Whether you have one or 1 million followers, there's a seat for you at the table. So let's get into it. There are so many creators out there on Instagram and probably quite a few in the same sort of niche or subject area that you've chosen. But if you take your time to build a good brand strategy, that is going to set you apart from everybody else on the app and everybody else in your niche, AKA your competitors. So if you don't take these steps to build out a clear brand strategy, then not only will you kind of start to blend in with everybody else that's also in your niche, but you will likely also struggle with keeping consistent and making big impact decisions down the road because you don't have that guiding light of your main brand and your brand goals. 
to get you started. So let's talk through some of the main steps that you're going to need to work through to build that strong brand strategy that you can then use as a building point for your Instagram strategy that's going to ultimately help you grow an audience. So the first area that I want to talk you through is choosing your brand type. One of the first things you have to decide when creating your brand strategy is the type of brand you're going to be. There are really two major pathways that you can choose from when it comes to the type of brand you're going to be. So you could either be a personal brand or a business brand. Now, these are probably pretty self-explanatory, but just in case, let's just go through a very high-level explanation of each. So a personal brand is really built around you personally, and so it's going to be your name, like your business name. It's probably going to be the same thing. It'll be, you know, your username as well. So I'm an example of this. My Instagram is just at Katie Steckley. My brand name is Katie Steckley, you know, and that's my actual name. So that is kind of the approach of a personal brand. And really what that means is that you are the spokesperson. You are the face of your brand. A lot of your content is going to focus on you as a person, even though like it will still be focusing on whatever your niche may be, but you are going to be the face that represents the brand. Okay. On the other side of the scales, we've got a business brand and that is a brand that's built around an identity that you create from scratch. That is just for your business and it's independent of your personal name. So a great example of this is my content creation agency that I founded. It's called Creatorly Media. So obviously it has its own name, even though I am somewhat a part of the branding and a part of the marketing. So is the rest of the team over at Creatorly. And it's not just about me as a person in my life, right? It's got an identity of its own. So those are the two pathways that you can consider taking and they each have their pros and cons. It's really gonna come down to what your goals are with your brand and where you potentially see it going in the future. A personal brand is great if you want to build a business that might also have like an influencer component to it. Like let's say you wanna do brand deals or you wanna do affiliate marketing or really have a strong presence on YouTube or like other social platforms like that that kind to require a face, then personal brand might be the best option for you. But it also has the drawbacks of, you know, it's a high stakes thing. It can feel intimidating to put yourself out there and to get feedback that feels really personal to you. So obviously pros and cons to that. And the same goes for business brand. If you're thinking that in the long term you really want to grow this into something that would be a team, so you wouldn't be the only person involved, and maybe you want to be able to take a step back at some point or not have the obligation to be on camera all the time representing your brand, then a business brand might make more sense because you have a name and a logo and it's not just all coming down to you as a person to market it. But I think the drawback of a business brand is It's not always quite as personal. It can be a little bit more difficult to grow off the hop because a lot of people feel connected to a real human story. And so if you're not showing that for your brand because you've got a business brand, then you might struggle a little bit more with getting engagement in particular. But like I said, there's really pros and cons to both. There isn't one perfect option. It's gonna depend on you and your goals and where you see your brand going in the future. So you really wanna start off your brand strategy by pinning down exactly which direction you are going to take whether a personal brand feels right for you or whether a business brand feels right for you. And then we're going to move into developing a brand identity. Speaking of identity, another way to sculpt your brand strategy is by developing a brand identity. This isn't just your brand colors, logo, fonts, etc. Instead, what we're talking about here is a much more holistic view of 
who your brand is. So what is the purpose, vision, mission, and values of your brand? This is going to be the true core of who your brand is. So to figure all of this out, because I know these are really big lofty questions, you can start by asking yourself three major questions to guide you through figuring out all these components. The first is, what do you stand for? One of the easiest ways to stop feeling lost in the noise on Instagram is by taking a stance on what's most important to you. Ultimately, what are you on this platform here? What is the point of all of this work that you're putting in to grow a community? What feelings do you want to inspire in your audience? And what do you want to be known for? Really think about those pieces and I encourage you to jot them down somewhere, maybe pull out a notebook and write down a few notes on what you stand for or what your brand stands for. Another good question that you can ask is, who is your competition? This isn't about being a copycat and trying to mimic what somebody else is already doing. Actually, it's kind of the opposite of that. You want to be able to see who is out there already and how you might be able to stand out from them. And I also think it's important in this case to kind of look into other brands in your area and figure out what their core values and mission are and see, you know, there might be overlap in what you want to do and what other people in your space are doing. And that's great. You don't necessarily need to be contrarian just for the sake of it, but I think it's worthwhile knowing what is common in your industry and what's not so common so that you might figure out, you know, that there's one piece of what you really like to talk about that's actually quite different from what you see a lot of other creators doing. And then you can lean into that. Like you might not have even realized before just how special that, you know, trait or aspect of yourself is. And then you can really try to highlight that. So like, for example, when I look around in the social media educator space, I really don't see any other creators doing that that also do van life or make travel like a really big part of their brand. And so that's something that I really love. It's something that's a big part of my life. So it's like a natural integration into my content. But because I've done the research and I know what's going on with my competition, then I know that if I lean into that, it'll help set me apart. Whereas if I kind of like didn't look around at all and I was just trying to decide on like, what am I going to be known for? What are my like special little, you know, brand motifs going to be? And then I decided on like, oh, it's because I love matcha lattes or whatever. Well, I might go around and realize, oh, that's actually, there's other people doing that. And I feel like it, it might not actually make me stand out to really emphasize that. So the point of asking yourself who your competition is, is really just to get a sense of what's out there, what other branding people are leaning into and what might make sense for you to highlight about yourself or your brand or what makes you different. Another question to ask yourself is what is your voice? How you choose to speak with your audience can make or break your connection with them. It's important to establish what you want that connection to feel like and then determine what language you'll use to make that connection happen. So really think about how you want to speak to your audience online, what kind of terminology you'll use, how casual or how formal you want to be. This is all gonna depend ultimately on that brand identity. So thinking about how your brand is going to communicate, how you're gonna write your captions, how you're gonna speak in your reels, for example. Thinking about that will also help you determine how to best make a connection that feels authentic with your audience. So brainstorming all these questions now will help you so much down the road when you're developing your content, as you'll already have the core strategy built 
and ready to be used. These are really, really important, especially when it comes to consistency, because otherwise, you know, we're all human. We grow and change and evolve over time. And it's okay for brands to do that too. But I know for myself in the past, when I haven't been as strict about determining a brand strategy and sticking with it, then my branding would kind of change with my moods. If you just scroll back on my Instagram feed over like a couple of years ago, you'll see that every couple of months I would change my colors. I would change the fonts that I was using. And it was kind of just based on what I was feeling at the time, like what YouTubers I was watching, what shows on Netflix I like, what music I was listening to. All of that would, you know, naturally change kind of with the seasons or whatever. And then so would my branding. Now it's all fine and good for your preferences to change like that, like every couple of months. But it is a little confusing when you're trying to establish a brand if your branding changes that frequently. So eventually I got serious about deciding what my brand fonts and colors and, you know, motifs like bringing in that travel aspect were going to be. And then I stuck with it. And I think that's very important for you to establish yourself and be consistent and be recognizable. So that's why it's really helpful to work through these kinds of questions so that you can kind of make a little document that says like, here's what my brand's voice is. This is my brand identity. This is what my brand stands for. And then you can kind of work on the visuals based on the philosophical kind of side of things. And establishing that off the hop is going to help you be more consistent moving forward. And like I was saying before, help you make decisions moving forward too. Like let's say a new social media platform pops up or a new type of trend pops up. You can decide based on this kind of document that you set out, like brand mission statement almost, whether or not it makes sense for you to hop on those trends, try that new thing, or if it doesn't align with your brand. And I think it's just very helpful to have that all set out so that you know what your plans are. Okay, now that we've got a good brand identity in place, and maybe you've documented that either by just writing down some notes to those questions I went through, maybe you created a brand guide, or maybe you created a brand mission statement, any of those things are a really good place to start. If you're curious, I actually do have a brand guide template as part of my content creator bundle of Notion templates. I will link that in the show notes. You can also just find it at my website at katiesteckley.com. It's a bundle of a bunch of different Notion templates, including my content calendar, a brand partnerships tracker, a brand guide, and a few other things. And that brand guide can be a really great place to document all that stuff that we've just talked through so that you know you have it in one static place that you can always refer to. Okay, so once you've got all that brand identity stuff determined, now it's time to decide who this brand is truly for. Like really, really think in detail who your ideal audience is. I'm sure by this point in the process, you probably have some sense of who your audience or customer might be, but now it's time to truly get specific and document this so that again, you have this as a resource to reference when it comes to building that Instagram strategy that I've been mentioning. So have you ever heard someone say that you need to develop your business's avatar? Maybe you've heard that terminology on other marketing podcasts before, but that's exactly what we're gonna do now. So when people say like a marketing or like a business avatar, really what we mean is just kind of like a made up profile of who your potential ideal follower or followers are. So I would recommend creating three to four different types of people that you might think would be interested in your brand and therefore your content 
potential products and services, and then find out more about these people. Maybe even try to reach out and interview folks who kind of fit into these categories or types of people. And then again, document this and take some notes on who they are. The goal of all this research and planning is really to make your viewers feel like you are speaking to them directly. And the best way to do that is by developing these avatars. Just to give you an idea of what these avatars might look like, I wanted to give you an exclusive sneak peek into the avatars that I created for my business. So, I mean, maybe this is getting a little bit meta, but these are the potential like viewers or followers that I think y'all might be, I guess. So this is who I'm thinking of when I create my YouTube videos, my podcast, my Instagram content. I've got three different people and I have them kind of labeled based on, you know, what I think their vibe is. And I even created a little graphic that I think represents them um, in Canva. So I have three different avatars. One is called Tara, the creative nomad. One is called Sasha, the excited entrepreneur. And another is called Abigail, the aspiring influencer. And so I have written down like basically hopes and fears and a little bit about who they are. And I can use this to make sure that the messaging in my content is really speaking to them specifically. So just to give you a sense of what this detail looks like. So one of my avatars, like I said, is called Abigail, the aspiring influencer. And the subtitle that I have for, for this kind of character is she has a passion and she wants to share it. And this is the profile that I wrote about Abigail. Again, just to give you a sense of what you might write about your potential avatars. So it says, for Abby, creating is a means to an end. She enjoys it, but what drives her isn't photography, video editing, or copywriting. It's sharing what she loves. She wants to learn strategies and technical skills so she can improve the quality of her content and reach more people. She's passionate about her niche, and what drives her is sharing her love and passion. She's mostly focused on creating in a mobile context and isn't going to be super into complex software or gear. She's thoughtful and smart, and she knows she can't hack her way to success. She's ready for a slow and steady journey and is committed to quality content. So that's just a little profile about Abby or Abigail as a person and her kind of motivation around being a content creator. Again, I just want to emphasize these are made up people. I just made these names up and made up these backstories, right? That's the exercise that we're working here. Just in case like, you know, this is like the little uh, disclaimer at the beginning of fictional books. All characters that bear any resemblance to real life people are actually works of fiction, whatever, just so you know. But anyway, then, uh, so that was Abby's profile. And I've also written a couple notes about her hopes and fears. So for hopes, I've written, Abby wants a career where she finds fulfillment and she sees being a creator as a path to that. She wants to share her passions and connect with other people that care about them too. So her kind of main hopes, just in a bullet point format, are being a professional creator, making money, doing what she loves, and growing a true community. And then under fears, I've written, she's scared of breaking out of her people she knows bubble because it's scary to fail in front of the people you care about. She's nervous about getting negative feedback and doesn't feel confident in the technical side of content creation either. And then just the bullet point version of that is she's scared of failing publicly, being judged by the people in her life. And she's also scared of having to work a job she doesn't love forever because she never pursued her passions. So that's just a little window into the world of somebody who I see as my potential ideal follower. And hopefully it gives you a sense of what you might be able to write about your avatars as well. It doesn't necessarily have to be that detailed, like start off with, you know, whatever feels attainable to you at the moment. Maybe that's just bullet points. Maybe it's not, you know, going 
going full on author mode and like making up a life story about somebody fictional. But I think just thinking through the types of people that might want to consume your content and what they're worried about, what they're hoping for, what they're kind of looking for online. All of that stuff is going to be really helpful exercise for you to work through so that you can develop content that is going to attract those kinds of people. Again, the goal of this research is to really be able to create content that speaks to your followers directly. So take some time and I would recommend noting this down, writing out, you know, maybe coming up with a little fake name for one of your avatars, writing down their profile, their hopes and fears as a starting point for thinking about your ideal audience. Finally, it's time to develop your niche and pillars. And yes, there's a reason that I saved this one for last. And I also said pillars before niche. And that is because before you kind of land on your finalized niche, so to speak, you need to first develop your ideal audience. And with that information, you come up with your content pillars. And then finally, at the very end of this whole brainstorming process, those content pillars kind of give you a sense of what your overarching niche is. This I know is kind of a working backwards type of process compared to what a lot of other people might talk about doing online, but I honestly believe this is the most powerful way to develop your niche rather than just picking a generic subject or category and then saying, that's my niche. There's a lot more thought and intention that can go into it when you want to see real growth. And that's why I've talked you through the process in this order. I talked more about this more in depth on a recent YouTube video that I made called watch this before starting a YouTube channel. I'll have it linked in the show notes as well, but definitely check that out if you're curious to hear more about my approach to creating a niche. So like I was saying, once you've developed all these thoughts about your brand identity and who your audience is, based on that, you're going to come up with your content pillar. So you're going to think about what you have to offer and see where that aligns with what those avatars that you developed are looking for. And these will ultimately become your content pillars, which will then also, of course, represent your niche. Taking these steps to develop a well-rounded brand strategy will set you up to create an Instagram strategy that is going to be effective for your growth. And that is really where we see the content pillars and the niche start coming into play, though I really believe that your, your content pillars should apply across any platform that you're creating on, not just Instagram. Like I have the same content pillars on Instagram as I do on YouTube, as with my podcast, etc. So the content pillars and niche piece can go beyond just Instagram. And then of course, based on this brand strategy we've just developed, then you can start thinking about that and your goals and how that informs what and when you're going to post on Instagram. If you want to dive deeper into developing a strong brand strategy and then by consequence, developing an Instagram strategy that is actually going to help you grow that community that you have been longing for, then I have an announcement for you and my podcast peeps. This is a kind of sneak peek. I haven't announced this anywhere else. And I buried it at the end of the episode because I want to just be for the real MVPs, my true besties. If you've listened this far, then you deserve a little bit of an exclusive announcement. And that is at the end of this month, I'm going to be releasing my first ever 
signature flagship course, the Instagram roadmap. In this course, I'm sharing all of the experience and expertise that I've had along my content creator journey on Instagram. And I've distilled it down into a beautiful, nicely packaged course for you to consume all that information, including how to develop the foundational strategy and branding necessary for real growth, how to understand the Instagram algorithm and learn how it can help you reach new audiences. Promise it's not holding you back. You just got to know how to use it and how to craft a system and a strategy that works for you and your lifestyle so that you can see Instagram growth, but not get burnt out doing it. I'm also going to show you how to recognize the most effective types of Instagram content that are growing accounts in 2022 and how to incorporate these types of content into your own strategy and niche. And finally, I'm going to show you how to implement the most effective methods for monetizing your content and audience to build a reliable income as a content creator on Instagram. So if that sounds exciting, to you, which I hope it does because I am so excited to share it with you. And if you want to get on the priority list for my course launch, then email hello at katiesteckley.com with the subject line, Instagram roadmap VIP launch. And we will make sure that you get added to our VIP list. So you will get an email and you'll be the first to know when we launch. You'll actually get early access to the course. I know, I know, exciting. (laughs) And like I said, I haven't even announced this on Instagram yet, y'all. I'm really excited to start telling people about this. The official launch is going to start in just about a week or two weeks. So definitely keep your eye out for that. But in the meantime, if this already sounds like something that you're excited about, send me an email and I'll make sure that you are the first to know when the course goes live. Now, all of this brand strategy and Instagram strategy building is really important and foundational to seeing growth as a content creator. But ultimately, in order to implement all of this stuff, you need to have a really strong content creation system. So if you've been struggling with building a routine and staying consistent with your content creation, then make sure to subscribe and tune back in next week because I'm going to be sharing an episode all about creating the perfect content creation system for you. As always, thanks so much for listening and I will catch you in that episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Creator Club podcast. This show is produced by Creatorly Media, a social media and content marketing agency by creators for creators. If you want professional help growing your social media platforms or creating your content, come visit us at creatorlymedia.com or at creatorlymedia on Instagram. If you've listened this far into the episode, we want to know who you are. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. Screenshot your podcast app and share it to your Instagram story, tagging at Creatorly Media or at Katie Steckley so that we can chat. Again, thanks for listening and remember to keep on creating. We'll catch you next time.